Uh, sitting across the mic here for me, in a chair about the same size as mine, though the gentleman differs in size, Big Bill Bronzy, all six foot two of them. Big Bill, probably the great blues singer of our time, one of the great blues artists, and we're gonna try to find out what makes Big Bill tick. The guitar you hear in the background is the brother of Big Bill. That's his bosom brother, his guitar there. Bill, how would you describe the blues? What is a blues song? Well, blues is really kind of from the way people live and uh, the way they, some, some of them, the way they are treated and, uh, and uh, to the places where they live and the work they do. In other words, the blues deals with the daily lives of people. The kind of work they do, the way they live from day to day. Blues are songs about the experience of people. But how, how many blues songs have you written, Bill? 260. 260 blues. How far back does that go? That is, uh, well, the first blues that I, I made, put on record, was 1925. 19, how, do you go, how do you go about writing a blues? Where do the ideas come from? Well, the main thing about uh, writing the blues is to get any kind of a thing that you can think of. Well, we'll just say a, a knife, a razor, or a woman, or whatever. You take a knife. Well, uh, how many things you think you could do with a knife? You could uh, maybe trim your toenails with it, or you could cut a stick with it, or then you could kill a man with it, too, you know. And so this knife for this woman, this job you do part of your life, how many... That's right what that means to you in your life, and so you work a song out dealing with the knife. Well, it's uh, maybe you, you can think of more, more than five things that you could do with a knife, you know, so that you, you get five verses. But, uh, what's the uh, first blues song? I know blues is just an integral part of your life, Bill. What's the first blues song you well, remember? Uh, well, they didn't call it a blues. The first one that I heard of was my uncle used to play it. They call it uh, Crying Joe Turner. This was down in Mississippi? That was in Mississippi, yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, they called it a reel at that time. And my, I remember him coming home once, and he started playing that around the house. And my mother kicked him out of the house on account of him playing that because she didn't allow reels to be played in the home. Because my mother was church, you know, she was a church woman. So. Your mother was a very religious woman, yeah. and this song, this non-religious song, this real, this blues was considered sinful. Is that the yeah, idea? That's it, yeah. And so he couldn't play this song in the house. That's right. And he couldn't take his instrument in the house with him either, you see. This no. is your uncle, you say. No, my mother. Uh, no, but uh, your mother prevented your uncle, uncle yeah. her brother, that's from her singing brother, it in yeah. the house. Yeah. Uh, your mother is still alive. Yeah. How he old is, is she? My uncle is, is alive too. My mother is 102 and my uncle is 105. And they were both slaves. Yeah, they were slaves. They were slaves. Uh, this song, Crying Joe Turner, this goes, you might say, goes back to the slavery days maybe. Well, it, it must too because uh, my uncle played it uh, and he, was, he sung it uh, because they, they had confidence in this man. If they really needed something, they'd always. Uh, figure that he would come around. This man you're talking about is yeah. Joe Turner. Yeah. Uh, he's sort of a Santa Claus, sort of good yeah. Samaritan who yeah. comes through in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd that go as you remember it, Bill? Well, this is the way my uncle taught it to me, but since then I've heard it played so many different ways since then, but this is the way that he played it all the time. Joe Turner, yeah. been here and gone. That's the way my uncle used to play it on a five-string banjo. Well, Bill, uh, that song then, we think of blues as song of sadness, song of misery. Here's a song then that has hope to it that's a blues too. I mean, out of the disaster, the flood of 1892, and say a drought, 
people hope for better things, and Joe Turner is a symbol of that. Is that the idea? Well, yeah, yeah, because they lost everything they had, and in fact, the business, some of them didn't get a chance to to, uh, to get anything out, out of their crops of that whole year, see. So they bank on this fellow they hope will show up with this idea. Well, Bill, I know you're going to retune the guitar now, so while you're retuning, you see, the guitar of Bill was specially tuned for Cryon Joe Turner. He's going to untune it now for the next one. As he's doing that, we're going to talk about Mississippi blues singers. Bill, you're known as a Mississippi blues singer. How does that differ from a, a blues singer from the rest of the country, say? Well, you take a fellow like Lonnie Johnson. He's from New Orleans. Lonnie Johnson from New Orleans. Well, uh, they live different in New Orleans than we do in Mississippi. You mean more of a city life? Is that well, what you yeah. mean? And then uh, the main thing is what they live, what they, what they, what they raise, what they make a living with in in the, in in offer in, in Louisiana. You take the the Louisiana people; they work on the docks. Uh, the maybe some of them the little little uh, uh, sugar cane they raise around there, maybe a little rice or something like that. See, but uh, you take the Mississippi people; they 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 live off of the cotton and corn and potatoes and stuff like that they raise. You know. Then they don't just raise a, maybe a half an acre. They raise hundreds and hundreds of acres so of, then of the cotton and corn and potatoes. And in fact, the business, they, they really farms down there. You know, it's not like around yeah. New Orleans. Those people there, they, they live, they, their life are different. And they, I don't know, that's, that's what I said. And that's what makes the, that's what makes it different in the blues because. Because the life is different. Yeah. Blues deals with life, Absolutely. daily life. And so a Mississippi song is more of a shouting song. You say, uh, one, one time. Well, some up, sometime you shout the blues. If, uh, that's just like if a, if a guy's been in bed for so long, and then he happened to get lucky and make some money, then he, he shout the blues. But if a guy, uh, uh, maybe he worked in some place and he didn't get any money at all, well, he, he, he don't feel happy then. No, he doesn't feel like shouting. But you once said to me, another difference musically between the New Orleans singer and the Mississippi singer is that the New Orleans man is more of a technical musician and not as well, much feeling as the uh, Mississippi. Well, I would, I, I, would call it, I would call it that because the, 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 the regular jazz, regular jazz, you'll have to, at least I, I said, I said it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, you'll have to give that to New Orleans because those... Cause we do, we did play some jazz. We had fellas down there in Mississippi that that did p play jazz, but but it wasn't it wasn't uh, like the, the the New Orleans jazz. I mean, you described the uh, the guitar you play, the way you play it, as plucking blue notes, whereas Lonnie of New Orleans, Lonnie Johnson, would pluck chords. Give him this more feeling. This. Well, well, you you take a fellow like Lonnie. If if he make a. I'll, I'll get this tune yeah. For those who may have tuned in late, Bill is retuning the guitar while we're talking here. Yeah, you know what I, I'm thinking of, Bill? You worked behind a plow in New Orleans. No, in Mississippi. In Mississippi, rather, is what I meant. You worked work behind a plow in Mississippi. More plows used there than in the city of New Orleans. And since well, we talked... I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't say they don't use plows yeah. there, but I think the yeah. most of the plows they use there, they push them. They don't, they don't have nothing to pull them. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you do the pushing and the pulling, both. And out of that, since blues deal with the daily experience of a man, you wrote a song called The Plowhand Blues. I mean, I think this would be kind of an example here of, uh, of out of your life coming a music. Now, here's an example of what the plow, the idea of a plow, what it does when you start writing a song about it. 
have a a blue note is a see if you make a chord like this it should be C well now uh, Lonnie would play a chord like that or maybe one like this you know or like this but see we we, we, we blue singers we wouldn't we wouldn't play that here's what comes it's to you it's the same thing that's the way you play it yeah how Mississippi. In Mississippi. Yeah. And how would the plow hand blues go? I just played in the key of A. Mm -hmm. But now a real, real, real musician, he would even make A like this. In your case, there's more of your own feeling goes into it, so it's never the same way. That's the way we play, Odell. Always wanted to ask you that question about the guitar. How did you get to learn to play the guitar? How long ago was that? Well, I, I first started out uh, playing uh, uh, a fiddle. This is a fiddle you started playing, you say? Yeah. When you were a boy? Yeah, well, after, yeah, I was around uh, 12, 14 years old. Did you buy this fiddle? No, I made it. You uh, made it? Yeah, me and a boy named Louis, Louis Carter. And you made it out of what? Made it out, well, we made it out of a cigar box. Cigar box? Yeah. And what were the yeah, strings? And a, and a broom, broom, broom handle, and we had, uh, we'd uh, get a uh, piece of strings and things from uh, haywire, and, and uh, sometimes we'd use uh, strings from, uh, from uh, this guy, C.C. Ryder. He'd a lot of times he'd break one of his real strings on his violin fiddle. Wasn't well, you mentioned C.C. Ryder. That's the name of a blues. There was a man by the name of C.C. Ryder? Yeah, they, 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 yeah that, was, that, was, uh, that was the name they called him. I never did know his real name. But he was a guy that would, uh, about the only, only man down there that uh, could ride any, any, any train, a boat, a carriage, whatever they had that uh, for transportation. He never had to pay any fare. He just get on it and ride. Because he was known as C.C. Ryder, the man with the fiddle. No, okay. well, not not just that, but he was known as a, as a, as a guy of, as a, of an entertainer. And I he, mean, the great entertainer. Yeah, and he played around for all the white people around down there, down through there in them days, and and uh, they let him ride on anything that was going from Washington. He went from one town to the other town. Washington. He wanted. Well, to go. the C.C. Ryder blues, and that's his. That's the original. Yeah. Blues. Well, they, they, yeah. That. that how, how'd, uh, how'd that go? As you recall, as a boy, C.C. Ryder. I'd come in from. Uh, My home is on the water. I don't yeah. like land no more. In other words, he was sort of a traveling man. Yeah, he, he always, he, he always, from one town to eleven. See, and he always rode boats. Uh, you know, the any of the, the the guys that owned a boat down there that was carrying cotton or cotton seeds or corn or potatoes or whatever they was transferring from different places on by boats. Why? Mm -hmm. C.C. Ryder get on a boat and go any place he wanted. Of course, his violin yeah. and himself, uh, they yeah. were the ticket of admission. Yeah. Well, Bill, uh, I know you've hit just about every state in the Union. You've traveled a lot. and uh, There's one song that you've written, I know. Is this one of the earliest ones you've written, that make of my getaway? 
Well, that, yeah, that was back around the first time when I first started playing. Well, this is kind of a getaway song. This is a, uh, how did you get to write that? Uh, how did you get to write this? Make a, it's a travel song like C.C. Ryder's. Uh, well, uh, uh, this, song, this song wasn't just a nicely sung by one man. It was, uh, this, was, this song was originally from a gang of, gang of uh, workers that working mm -hmm. on jobs. Why that uh, a lot of times you do, uh, uh, well, when I first run off from home, I left home, as they call it, running off. And I left from home while we got in, uh, I got into a place, me and a f uh, boy that left home with me, the name was Louie. And uh, me and him got into a place and uh, we, all we could get was clothes and food. And we never did get no pay. So, so you were stuck there. Yeah, and uh, he was afraid to tell the man he was gonna leave. So we'd all sing the day that we was gonna leave that night, we'd start singing this song that day. You mean when one of you would head out, say, head out north, you wouldn't want the fellow who employed you to know this, but you want the other fellows to no, know. No, because you couldn't leave. If yeah, you there. and so and it's... if you let the henchmen's up here, what we call henchmen, we call them uh, fat mouths and uh, lard mouths. Fellows who talk too yeah. much, you mean. Who, who, well, they'd who, go and who tell it if they heard you. about yeah. it, they know what you was leaving. Well, then, uh, this is sort of a hidden language. It's yeah. sort of double talk. You just want the fellows you know to leave, yeah. and you sing a straight Well, you, what, you wasn't what you call, you wouldn't be a prisoner. No. But the thing about it, the man wouldn't pay you, and in the fact of business, you just keep you there, and you work, and you get clothes and plenty of food. And, uh, and we, we wanted money, you know. You're stuck, and you wanted to head out. And, uh, so he wouldn't pay you, so he'd, uh, you just, uh, instead of just going up, tell him, say, well, I'm going to leave in tomorrow, see. Well, we wouldn't do that. We'd just sing that day on the job, and we'd leaving out that, that next, that night. And that's how making my getaway came into being. Bill, that, uh, that's pretty close to being an underground railway song, in a way. Uh, <laughs> that is, uh, it says one thing and has a deeper meaning. Bill, your mother, your mother, you say, is a very devout Christian. Well, yeah, she's, she's always been, ever and, since I know. And, uh, but she doesn't allow blues to be sung in the house. You can't bring your guitar in the house when no, you visit. No, not when I go there. I don't ever take it over there. I keep it over well, there. I, I'm sure, as a boy, then, you, you must have learned a lot of camp meeting songs and Well, I know music. a gang of them, because I do. Well, uh, do you recall some from your boyhood that you may have learned from your mother or your... Yes, I know um, Anonize and uh, These are Stay in the field and uh, and uh, you gotta stand your test and judgment. Well that you gotta yeah. stand your test and judgment. Yeah, that goes back probably to slavery days, really, I suppose. Since you say your mother was Yeah, a slave. well they sung them songs before I was yeah. born. You gotta stand your test and judgment, you gotta do it all by yourself. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's the way they sung it in them days. Of course, I don't think they, they even sing them now. The Christian people that sing in church now, if they, if they do, they, they got it a little, little different, dressed up, as I call it, because they wouldn't sing it like my, my foreparents sung it back in them days, because the younger people now, they're educated, and they, they, they've added music to those songs. Yeah, and the feeling well, the feeling still the same. They don't care about the feeling now. They think about the class and the style and the, and the different... Uh, it's just same as me now. I'm 60 years old, but I wouldn't want to wear a suit my dad wore when he was 22. That's true. Well, well, how would you sing Make My Test and Judgment? Well, I have to sing it the way that I learned it. Well, how was that going? <laughs> 60 years ago. <laughs> I can't dress it up because I don't know how. I'm not that experienced. Well, I've in heard music. you sing this. <laughs> don't dress it up.
can't think of a better moral when you gotta stand up by yourself and you don't blanken anybody else but yourself. You're testing judgment. Though so far, you've touched on songs that deal with daily life. This did dealt with belief, work song, the plow hand blues, uh, travel song, that C.C. Ryder, making the getaway. Uh, you mentioned earlier big things in the life of any man, women, love. Uh, what about blues and a love song, a man, woman, love blues of a sort? You've written, of the 260 you've written, I'm sure a good number have dealt with, uh, with a man, a woman, and an idea. Well, a lot, a lot of times, a lot of times a guy, a guy writes a, writes a blues and he writes it uh, about a woman. A lot of times he don't have to be in love with that particular name that he's, he's, he's singing about, the woman that's got that particular name. And then sometimes they do, but uh, most, uh, most in general of the time that uh, blues singers sing a blues, really for a fact he wouldn't mention, he wouldn't just come out and say the real woman that he was singing about. He'd sing about one woman and meant, meant for, it, for another woman. 